Well, listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. Adrian, uh, we were quite amazed on the weekend. We made the top 200 podcasts for business on iTunes, and that's something that we're really proud of. Why? Because we started this as a bit of a passion project. We wanted to get out there and meet the very best in the McGrath real estate business and really understand what made them tick. Not only have they achieved so much in each one of their individual careers across our brand, but they've also made a difference to the industry. Every single speaker that we've spoken to and had on this podcast, they're so giving of their time. And the person that we're interviewing today is absolutely no difference. Uh, I count this person as one of my close friends. I've known her for a very long time. I actually love working with her week in, week out, whenever I get the opportunity to call an auction. Adrian, we are introducing one of the top performing females in the Australian real estate industry, but also one of the nicest people you will ever meet. And that is Tracy Dixon. Welcome, oh, Tracy. Thank you for that beautiful rap, Troy. That's gorgeous. <laughs> we might as well end the, end the podcast <laughs> right now. That, <laughs> that was awesome. No, we really appreciate you uh, joining us, Tracy, and you've been a very fundamental, loyal uh, McGrath team member for well in excess of decade and uh, the, the work that you do not only in the industry and amongst your peers and within the networks outstanding so we really appreciate appreciate that so I think a lot of people like to start um, talking about the the genesis of your career in real estate and how it actually occurred uh, there is an interest there from people so maybe if you could just talk us through how that started yeah, well, I'd always had a passion for homes and for looking at property and um, and I've always loved my local area. So after being here in the area for about 15 years and, and having a young child at the school, um, I was kind of approached uh, to uh, work in a local office uh, by a lady who I thought, you know, had always looked up to as a great um, leader in the area. And uh, I, I felt that um, it was a good time for me. I, I'd sort of, my daughter was just started school. I had some free time and it started off as a part-time thing. Um, which, as we know, uh, it's it's hard to, to do anything like this part-time. So it quickly grew into a business that um, I was very lucky to be taken under the wing by another lady real estate agent and we formed a bit of a team partnership type thing, which I think for people starting off can be really helpful, especially mm. if you have children, because, um, you know, it, it enables you to pick some times that you can have off and someone else is always there, also another, you know, another senior agent. Um, but for me, it was a learning curve and it was just about, trying to help people so I guess you in the initial stages I kind of deferred to the to the other women I was working with but um, I guess quickly people started to ask me questions all of a sudden they'd say listen if you're around the corner can you come and see my home and you know very quickly I got thrown into the deep end of real estate so I think that I always just tried to be diligent tell the truth a follow-up you know it, it, it was sort of super important to make sure you got back to people and I think that's something that these days can be an issue you know you get busy you get a bit complacent um an agent you know like myself being in the industry for sort of 16 18 years um but i think that's where the passion comes in so you've always got to keep on top of that and make sure you change things up and, and stay fresh um but in the beginning it was it was a it was a you know we we just decided to form this partnership we we started to get some momentum um get some more listings as we all know one listing needs leads to the other um but we made sure we sold them in in really good time and we we sort of priced a Appropriately, so we had a bit of help with some coaches to try and get you know a couple of the times I worked through were very tough uh, in real estate, and you know I think that um, ex 
expectation, working with owners closely and working hard on price was what got us some of the kind of uh, a bit of momentum in the business. And as you know, I've been with McGrath for over 10 years. can't really quite remember how long, as we said. <laughs> we were but, um, that before we started. Anyway, yeah. um, but I think McGrath, you know, when I came to McGrath, I was a bit worried. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. It's quite um, it's quite corporate. There's a, there's, it's, a, it's a bigger company. I was working in a local office. and But I think that um, the company provided the platform for myself and, and, you know, people around me to grow the business a bit bigger and look at it as a business, not just sort of as a, as a kind of as a job mm. yeah so that was important Tracy you've always been um had the mindset of, of working closely in collaboration with team mm. and, and we know that you've got a phenomenal team that's been with you for a long period of time has that always been by design or is it just the, you, you mentioned you partnered up with someone to learn yeah. and navigate your way through the initial stages of your career did you take that as a lesson of, okay, this is how I want to build a business of abundance by working closely and having that flexibility to to kind of um, have the freedom to go and do those things you like? Yeah, I think, um, look, I've always, I was always a good doubles player. Um, I, I like uh, bouncing ideas off people and I like getting perspective from other people. So I think that, um, you know, my team would always say, gosh, we sit down and we work out where we're going and what we're doing together. Mm. It's not really just me. And I think in a team, everyone's got to be aware of each each person's goals as well. So it's, you know, if you hire someone, yes, you, yes you're hiring them to, to assist with what you're doing, but it's also their career as well. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to be very mindful of that. And, you know, I think the, the reason we've had some longevity with some people that I've been working with is because, you know, I want them to be as successful as we currently are as a team. So, you know, however that looks, you know, it's important to be able to work around it. And I think people are not going to be loyal to you unless you really, they really know that you value their their role in the business as well. Well, yeah, it comes from that trust and commitment. If you're yeah. committed to them and you're genuinely interested in their career, they're going to be genuinely interested and committed to you as well. Yeah, and they also want trust. to do the right thing by you as well. Like it's all about mutual, I guess, benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this whole team concept is relatively new to the industry, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember when I first started uh, close to 30 years ago now, um, you know, the industry had a property manager and a salesperson. Now, within the property management sphere, you've got new business, you've got leasing, you've got property management. Now, in sales, you've got you know, client services manager, an associate agent, and a listing agent. So the industry has really opened up so many opportunities for people to plug into different chapters of, of other colleagues' careers. You know, so your team, for example, Tracy, um, you've got quite senior people. They're, they're associate agents and you've also got a client service manager. Um, uh, again, you know, back when the industry was evolving, the dynamic was very different and you and a lot of professional loneliness occurred because you had a desk and a phone and you drove around in your car on your own. Now, I mean, being able to have that daily huddle with your team or a weekly huddle, whatever it might be, uh, going to market appraisals together, you know, working with, with your colleague closely, I think is, is something that's just a whole new dynamic. And we're just seeing the evolution of these super teams. And you're a very good example, Tracy, of a super team where, Traditionally, that would have been a franchise office or, say, an independent office. Now a super team can really be responsible for as much GCI as, say, an office or, or a region might have done, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, again, is this something that was designed or you feel it evolved because you had such a focus on customer service and you realised that, okay, if I have to grow my business 
and offer good service at the same time, I couldn't do it all by myself. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Years ago, 20 years ago, it was like the, the, the real estate agent was an island and then you had the sales assistant, you had a few people around or maybe whatever. But, you know, I, I used to write my own ads for yeah. years. So you realise that, you, you know, you've got to be good at certain things that, that are going to be, you know, what you own. And for me, that's dealing with my owners, having face-to-face meetings with them, dealing with the serious buyers, negotiating the deal. And, look, that's what I'm good at. I'm not good at I'm not good at sort of choosing which ads best to be honest and you know I think that a lot of agents get caught up in controlling every aspect of of the business and look I for one love to not do that so you know I think that's why putting someone in place that that has um total control over what they're doing they 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 really own that role for example you know Heidi owns the role and if I go over and have a point of view at the photo shoot it was kind of like well you know what it's actually that's not the best way to do it so <laughs> you know I, I'm fine yeah. but I I sort of actually empower those people to do what they do best and I tell my owners look I'm not really good at that that's why Heidi's doing it all or you know Nick is is very 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 good at explaining who the demographic are that are going to be looking at a property because he's right into social media and he's yeah. right into you know stats on the on the web about you know who's who's looking at what and and you know all those kind of things so you know I think that that making empowering those people to do that job is is the best thing and I've noticed since I I was originally a team of three and then four um, I've noticed in in lady in the most recent years that the more people you have the more you can do in order to create that five-star service for people you know the little touch points you simply cannot do them all on your own I mean you could but you I think you'd be taking away from perhaps that buyer stuff that is you know the stuff that I like to focus on you know when I get a new listing I'm I'm just thinking about the buyers that that might be right for and I'm getting them to the property but you know I think if you're running around writing your own cards and dropping your own this, that, and the other in, it just takes you away from, I guess, the important things of, of really focusing on those listings. At the moment, you've really got to focus on the buyers to get the home sold, constantly be in touch. It's personal. It's very, very personal. So all those other things are, are what the team manages. But, you know, I'd love to even think bigger and have a few more people in my team. You know, at the moment, um, you know, I can see some gaps where that we could fill. And I think, um, you know, I believe the future are these sort of types of units where everybody can evolve within the team. There's no, there's no real. I always say, look, you know, I'm not really the the leader. I'm kind of, I'm just part of the the whole thing. Um, and I think each person can empower themselves in whatever they want, where they want to. But you know, the more, the more. And we always say, we, we, we. And you know, Lee might have a lovely little home on the other side of Hunters Hill that that he's selling, and I'm his co-agent, and I can add a different perspective to that home that I wouldn't do just. To one that I've been dealing with the owner for the last two years. You know, yeah. it's, it's really great to be able to have that that kind of flow from each other. I, th- I think the critical point you made then, Tracy, was the endorsement and the introduction that you provide your team to the client. Yeah. So, you know, if you turned up, signed an agency agreement, went back to the office, and then all of a sudden your client received a phone call from Heidi and then an email from Lee without the endorsement piece from you, that would seem confusing, number one, and it could also be perceived as a palm-off. Yeah. But what I love is is you champion your team. So you're saying, okay, like your doctor or like your lawyer or like your accountant, there's the lead person that you deal with. Um, not dissimilar to them, I have a team of specialists around me. One specialist is admin marketing administration, expert at that. I'll only get in the way if I get involved. Another specialist is is someone who 
focuses on buyer demographic, understands buyer's requirements. I can support with that, but let me tell you, my skill set and what you're paying me for is to be an expert negotiator mm. and to have my little black book of buyers, which I know I can bring through your property tomorrow. That's my expertise. So I think it's great if you endorse it and you support and you champion your team, but it could backfire if that's not the case. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's part of the setup. It's part of the set mm. to sell. Um, it's part of the introduction to why often people choose us because, you know, I see a lot of people out there that are running, that are just doing some listings, but they I don't see any support for them. Yeah. And I really think, you know, how much can you manage if you've got five listings and you and you really, it's just one one person show you know it, it, I don't think that things can get done that well in that regard I think you've got to have people feeding the listing um, you know buyers you've got to have you've got to have people servicing the the incoming you know uh, inquiry mm-hmm. and you've got to have someone that is the personal side of you know the face of this listing showing it to those buyers that are that want to they want you know they want interaction with you and that's 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 where I think a lot of people get lost you know the the agent doesn't actually show up till like the deal is going to be done and or the auction day and then you know what sort of rapport do you have with that buyer then not much it's incredibly refreshing to hear words like empowerment champion delegation not the fact that you're just offloading stuff, the fact that you're encouraging your team to grow. That is a natural reason why people would stay with a business. I applaud you for that, Tracy, because it is so rare in this industry. Adrian, the other thing that we see constantly is when teams get out there in the field, they're having conversations, they're having that dialogue, they're not actually connected. I wish the listeners could actually see the way Tracy's actually talking about her team because there's a passion there for them. There's a passion there that you can see genuinely cares about the way they're growing up. So for all the listeners tuning into this, sit down with your team and really understand what their goals are, what do they want to achieve, and then how are you working efficiently? Because if something's not working right now and you feel you think and feel it within your team, the chances are that the clients are seeing that every day of the week. And that may be a reason why you're missing out on listings or you're not effectively selling listings. Tracy, one question. I know that you've been in the area and you've been the number one agent in the area that you work for a very long period of time. By having the team structure before we move on to the next topic, um, do you think that's part of your unfair advantage by having that group of people, like-minded individuals working so closely with you? Yeah, I think it definitely is. I think um, I certainly couldn't be doing the sort of, um, I guess, communication with my marketplace or um, that constant follow-up or, or the anniversaries or checking in to see, you know, if the kids have finished HSC. And you just, with a, with a database the size of what you create after, you know, 15 years on in the business, Adrian would know this, having an amazing sort of um, database system, you know, it, it's it, you've got your touch points, you're going to be speaking with, you know, a small percentage of the people, but... I don't know, people just are tuned into what we're doing through our videos, through market reviews, through what's going on locally, through sponsorships. It's just you can do have a much bigger picture. But if it was just me standing around everywhere, it would be kind of like, wow, you know, she's everywhere. She's but, everywhere. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, I, I'm just excited to see that Lee and Nick, who Nick's been with me three years, Lee over ten, mm. um, you know, it's exciting to see them having their own sort of sphere of, of network and mm you know, that we all kind of switch into, yeah. but it's actually something that they own and it's their future. So, you know, especially the people that Lee and I have sold to over the years, some people naturally have, you know, have kind of uh, he's taken on board. And, you know, so over 20 years you can't possibly just 
look after the old and, and new people. It's just got to be a, you know, it's got to be an evolution. So I love that. Uh, I think it's exciting. And the perfect segue before we even brought up the topic was about marketing and online presence because you've evolved that space so dramatically, in my opinion, over the years. Um, now it's every property. It's almost mandated. There's a video. There's yeah. a market wrap by yourself yeah. and Lee being involved in the community. You've just sent a listing live that you had a lot more people involved in that shoot as well. I can't yeah. even remember for live. I was watching it last night on yeah, YouTube. Beautiful. It was actually Lee's daughter and Stephanie that works with me, her little boy. Yeah, they were having a little romance in the backyard. They were on the swing. Like yeah. there's those elements. And it's I great. guess that really connects authentically with your community, which again is one of your unfair advantages. Have you really noticed the fact that you've got online and offline presence that actually meet? Um, they're the same and then what people are seeing out in the field of your advertising is exactly what they're seeing at Open for Inspections yeah. when they sit down and have a conversation with you. It is really great because when uh, that particular property was the first Saturday last last week, we had we had about uh, 32 groups through, which is exciting yeah. for, for the current time and in a price range of sort of 4 to $5 million. Wow. And um, everybody that came in went, oh, I saw you in the video and saw Lee in the video and, you know, talking about Harper, Lee's little girl. And, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of, I think we, we, we're trying to make it much more of a lifestyle, the whole property thing. It's, it's I've gone to the days where you can have this sort of, you know, we're up there on a pedestal being this person that's, you know, trying to self-promote in their videos rather than, you know, actually showcase the property. Yeah. So I think that... We want to we want to sort of cut it all back again and try and get back to a bit more um, a reality around it yeah. and uh, how people would why they'd want to live in the area and all that kind of stuff. So I think um, we've got a new, we've got a package now for new people coming into the area. What what's good about it? Why you'd want to live here? All that sort of stuff. And you know I think um, I think we've got to we've got to entice people more to properties and suburbs. We're all competing. You know I see I see we're, we're competing with the inner west suburbs. We're yeah. competing with some areas of you know Mossman that people might want different lifestyles and when I get new people into the area having lived here for probably 30 years myself it's easy to talk about but I think you've got to really show people what it's like so and also let them digest it in their own way as well Mm -hmm. sometimes when you say something we know this when you say something to someone and they kind of go yeah that makes sense it's not until they go away and they are on Facebook or on Instagram or LinkedIn and they see the video come up again and they go oh that's actually what Tracy was saying, or that's what Adrian was saying. That makes complete sense to me. And then they send it on to a, a family member. The family member might be overseas or living locally themselves and go, did you know this about the area? Like Those connection points and those touch points, being actively involved in the community again uh, with your team, the authenticity, the rapport, the empowerment, you can start to see, Adrian, why we're painting a picture of success here. Yeah, well, and of course, I mean, as we sit here in the McGrath-Hunters Hill office, that is that is Tracy's core area, and for those who don't know. Um, I suppose a common misconception, Tracy, could be that you only specialise in the higher end of the market. So I know from my point of view, when people say, Adrian, oh, look, you know, I've only just got a one- or two-bedroom unit, I think you only deal in the higher end. And the way I combated that was to say, no, actually, that's a misconception. What I tend to do is specialise for the best property in each price category in Coogee. And yeah. for you, it's yeah. Hunter's Hill. So um, is that a, still a misconception for you, uh, number one? And two, how do you how do you deal with that? Yeah. Um, I think it is a misconception because mm. you get a little bit well-known for maybe speaking at some real estate businesses mm. or maybe getting your name in the paper in title deeds when you've got a nice home or someone special that you're selling for and or well-known. And um 
yeah, it actually is a real fallacy. So, mm. you know, my team last year sold properties from uh, 500,000 up to 12 million. There so, you, you so know, that would and be surprising to a lot of listeners. Yeah. It's about, about encouraging. Yeah as well yeah nick and i sold a couple of apartments in a block in bladesville that we so enjoyed i really enjoyed working with the first home buyers it was it was fun and you know we got some great results for our owners so i love that because we're actually dealing with people that are upsizing and downsizing within the same pocket um everyone no one stays buying in normally in the same range when they sell so you know i often see agents that say oh you know i specialize in this three million range well that's all very well but you're not actually meeting any other buyers that might be downsizing to your to this home or upsizing to that home and I think selling across all price points is a huge part of our business that enables us to move within the, the area right through you know from first home buyers down to people that have owned these beautiful homes for you know 30 years mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think for a lot of people listening Tracy you know just being the devil's advocate some may be saying okay you've got a multi-million dollar business um, that's doing multiple GCI with a big team, etc. But what about little old me if I'm just here on my own as a standalone agent or I'm new to the industry or I've been in the industry 10, 15 years and completely out of momentum because I wasn't prepared for this change in market. Yep. Um, reality is this is a normal market. The anomaly was the boom market, mm. which only happens, as you and I know, in each five to seven or odd years. So yeah. this normal market is is what people need to adjust to. And, and more than anyone, it's affected you. Mm. Um, uh, and I know that you've had challenges and I know that there's constant price alignment meetings and I know that there's clients who one day thought their property was worth a certain amount and now it's potentially millions of dollars less. So, you know, for that agent who's out of momentum or just not adjusting well uh, to this market, what, what advice would you provide them? Yeah, uh, I think it's always um, take the consultative approach with with owners. You know, you are it's not your fault the market's up, down, around. Um, just because share prices when that you know BHB was X dollars when they bought it doesn't mean it's going to stay that way forever, or it, it can it can go either way. And I think that it's all always a matter matter of people's motivation. You know, I think I think asking lots of questions is something that is super important. I find, especially younger agents, they're focused on telling, not not trying to work out what the what the owner really wants and and what's the goal here you know do we, we want to, if you want to transition from a to b we've got to really nut down into a lot more background these days you know um i think the agent that will do better is the, is the one that listens well understands what the what the buyer need what the what the owner needs yeah. and and helps them transition as quickly and efficiently as possible because you know if I go along and see people now that I find are very unmotivated to sell they only want to sell if they get an exceptional price um, you know they they're not in my core area they've not got paid marketing they don't want to do the things that are required to get the house looking great I'd say to them well look you know what it's probably not the right time for you to sell now what about a I diarise I give you a call as soon as I see things getting better or you know the, the kind of alignment that you're looking for then we'll let you know but that could be a, a two to five year conversation and if you really want to sell now let's I'll come over and I'll sit down with you and I'll tell you the five main things that I think are important to get the house ready and to have it looking great let's get some photos let's get some floor plans
hands. Let's get a few people through. Um, that won't cost you much, but it will give you sort of uh, understanding of mm. where the buyers are seeing. And also go, get around and have a look at some other homes at the moment because, you know, I always say that to my vendors. Some of them are sitting in a home and they're staunch on price. I've never looked at another home in the area. So I send them out to, to other homes that are in com- competition with theirs and all of a sudden it's kind of like, mm, yeah, you know, okay, I, I get it now. So, you know, educating owners and every, is so important right now to, to other sales, to everything that's happening. That's what my team do. They send an email on Monday, this sold on the weekend, that happened, this home is in competition with yours, this is where we're seeing price now aligning. So it's just that constant, you know, getting getting it out there to owners of what's really happening. Well, and it's that communication thing, Adrian. Like we know that most uh, vendors or owners of property, they'll kind of base their value on comparable sales. Buyers are completely opposite. They'll base their value on comparable on properties that they're competing on the market right now. Yeah. And they know the niche. Like if they're looking for a property that's 700000 they know everything from 600000 up to 900000 that's in their range because they've studied that market. Right, so the vendors need to be aware and have that awareness. And I love the fact that you're over-communicating with your uh, owners right now because that's making the biggest difference to the results. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously um, one really important point uh, for a lot of agents, uh, Tracy, is this um, it's almost a myth of like life-work balance, you know, um, it's almost a misnomer because it doesn't really exist work life like they they morph into each other. That, that's my opinion anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's balance. It's, yeah, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. So um, you know, and uh, we, we share a passion for boating, and I know that's one of your third spaces, and that's third space is, is a dialogue Troy and I use where sort of what not not work and not family. It's a third space that you sort of try and focus on. Um, what advice would you give? a lot of the agents because this is where they get stuck. This is where um, they focus either too much on one aspect of their life, call it social, call it fitness and let's say spirituality and then let's say career. A, a lot of them find it very hard to actually balance that, that those, those four or five pillars out. What advice would you give them when they do get off track? Because I think you're reasonably good at this you still always want to improve um but you're probably better than others at Mm. at, at getting this right and cracking the code what would what advice would you give them look if i cast my mind back to say 10 15 years ago when i first started i wasn't good at this sort of stuff i my you know my whole work blended through my life and and i think that there's things i missed out on in those days because of it because i couldn't really compartmentalize things terribly well but these days i think you know owners and buyers will absolutely absorb you mm-hmm. and some some will suck you up into their <laughs> vortex and you'll spit you out the other end and you feel like you've been through the absolute absolute ringer yeah and i think it's a matter of setting some boundaries with people as well like you know saying you know what i mean the good thing for me now is I don't have young children. I can work into the night. I can go and see people in the evening. But I, but I take some time out in the mornings. I go to the gym, might go for a walk, have breakfast with my partner, yep. you know, see my daughter who's older, you know, stuff like that. It doesn't really matter. It's whatever works for you. Yeah. When my daughter was at school, I'd, do, I'd drop her off. I'd go and do what I needed to do. I'd come home for dinner. I'd do all that. And then if I had to go out later, well, you know, maybe sometimes I would or spend an hour on the phone at 8 o'clock. But I, I always made sure that the owners knew when I would communicate to them and, and what 
way. And I think a lot of times when people get out of control, it's just because you haven't set the boundaries once again at your set to sell. This is how I'll be communicating. Is, Lee might give you a call after this or that or the other or whatever. But um, the whole balance thing, it is tough in real estate yes. because what I what excites me about it is it's kind of like a vocation. It's kind of like always there. You know, you go to a party, people say, how's the market, what's going on? But if you, if you don't want to be that person in a local community, well, just don't. Don't go there Don't because, go there, yeah. <laughs> it, it, unfortunately, it is. It is. But if you're passionate and you love it and you like talking about it, as we mostly do, then it's fine. But I think those personal times, you, it's okay to divert the phone to the office sometimes. You know, it's okay to go to someone's, you know, thing at school and spend a couple of hours. And you just have to be ready to switch off. Yeah. And you need to make sure that you're back on track. And when you're on, when you're on on that signal and, and you're back in, plug back in, then. Use your time effectively. I used to spend time in the office that was a waste. You know, I'd want, I'd wander around, I'd chat to people, I'd go and see someone, I'd have a coffee. Well, you know what? Don't go in there unless you've got four hours of, of whatever it is. And that's what I do now. I, yeah. I go and spend my time effectively. Uh, I try and have half a day at home to work from home. I get I actually get a lot more done. Mm. You know, so it, it's one of those things that you get better at it. But if you can set the boundaries early and work out those times that are important to you and the times that you're going to be on and off and stick to it, that's the very best way. I was never great at the ideal week, but, you know, what if you can get an ideal couple of days in there, yeah. then that's going to really assist, especially in the early days. Yeah, and we, we've seen that evolve as well, Adrian. Like we've seen the ideal week evolve from people wanting to chunk down to two hours to more doing in the morning energy yeah. and in the afternoon. People notice that they can get through a lot of administration, operational, callback, prospecting kind of activities in the morning. And then they normally can do face-to-face uh, -face listing appointments, private buyer appointments, maybe open for inspections in the afternoon. They mm. aren't so administration-heavy, but they still are a really integral part of the real estate business. Look, I think the whole team structure is quite empowering and, yeah. and, and kind of emancipating in this business. You know, when I have the more, the bigger our team, sure, the bigger the targets that you have to achieve to make sure it works for everybody. But I think that there's a lot to be said for that delegation and chunking it down because I find I can get my job done a lot quicker than what I did when I there was only two of us, yeah. you know. So I, I think the sooner people can maybe – I think a lot of people have that that view that you know you've got to do everything and you've got to you've got to you've got to go and sell anywhere and do, and do it and get grab any business you can. I think you know having a focus on a small area as we've always said, you know, thousand, two thousand houses, doing the right thing regularly in that in that particular area is what is going to get you to that level where mm -hmm. you know you are known, you've got listings, you can talk you know, efficiently about your, your past sales and previous ones and, and future ones, etc. So I think it's, it's it's that kind of thing that they have to focus on. Um, and, you know, don't be don't be scared to refer some business that's not going to be good for you, you know, yeah. another thing. Quick question then as we start to wrap up, because we've been going for over 30 minutes right. now, which has kind of gone that's fast. Right. But uh, Tracy, would you then, knowing all you know about team structures now and how efficient they can be and if you get the right people there, really yeah. great, would you have started a team structure earlier than what you did? Absolutely. I would yeah. have started a better database system and I would have started <laughs> right. a bigger team structure earlier in my career. I think that it probably could have expanded exponentially to maybe something completely different now. But, hey, watch your space. Yeah, yeah, watch your space. Too late. Just beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And uh, I always like to jot down a few key nuggets of gold that I've picked up, Tracy, just to help summarise the listeners. I mean, 
One of them was you were talking about listening more, which I love. Uh, only deal with motivated clients. It's never been more important than, than today. Um, I love the dialogue you use with competing homes. So talk to your clients around what else are we competing with around other listings. Um, being passionate is an obvious one. Um, getting back to clients. I mean, it's so such a simple thing to do, but still majority of our industry are just not using speed to their advantage. Um, work with a coach and work really, really closely with buyers, especially in this market, and, and endorsing your team to have specialty focus points. And Troy, what about you? Any key takeaways? No, I mean, you've kind of taken them all. I, I just, I think anyone that's listened to this episode, um, just please listen to it again. Yeah. Write down some notes, like Adrian just said. Think about how you would implement some of the things that Tracy mentioned throughout the podcast. How do you listen more? How do you become more active in your listening? Be present. Make sure you've got that there. Who are your coaches? Who are you relying on? Even if it's going to podcasts in the initial stages and listening to those, searching YouTube clips, a lot of technology, a lot of learning can be out there at your fingertips, relatively low cost or no cost. So you don't have to invest a lot up front. And then think about, right, if I did have a team member and you don't have a team member now, if I did have a team member, what would be the most effective way to get them to be doing all the things that you are not maybe so passionate about, but also to enable you to do the stuff that you're really good at? I think if you take away and think about those key things, you'll be very much better off and start building a career of momentum in, in your real estate profession. Absolutely. And I think uh, Tracy's point around awareness that this career is a lifestyle, it's not necessarily just a job. Um, so knowing up front that, hey, you're going to get off track, um, create the expectation with your clients around who's going to get back to who. Know that you may not have an ideal day, but you've definitely got an ideal week, which is a couple of mornings, you know, maybe yeah. going to the gym or whatever. And also I think Tracy's point around, you know what, um, choose a, a brand to work with that recognises you as a business, not an employee. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you made a point of that as, you know, stepping into that McGrath family, which was, you know what, you, you don't work for us, we, we work for you. We're, we're here as a, as a service to make sure that your profile and your marketing and your, your, your training and coaching, all of that is, is, is on track. So partner with a company that you know will elevate you um, and elevate your brand and treat you like a business partner, not 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 just a salesperson, because you know that's where the industry is headed. Yeah, you, you have to be empowering the, the individual agent. You can't be the other way around. I, I think we learned that valuable lesson a very long time ago to know that agents have the relationship; they are key to the success in any community. You've really got to be able to leverage what their skill set is and, and build their momentum. Quick shout out for everyone listening to this podcast. Please go and follow Tracy Dixon uh, online, socially, uh, Facebook, Instagram are the two main ones that's right Trace uh, you will see an amazing amount of content uh, you'll probably see that highlight video that I was talking about uh, with Lee's daughter Harper uh, featured and Steph's son and the puppy dog's name. So please go and follow those. It, it's a standout She's video. Got three boys. I'm She's got three boys. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I like, put you on the spot. I didn't yeah. prepare that question earlier. But Tracy, we've really enjoyed having you. Thank you so much. We know how busy you are as well. So thank you for taking the time out to spend. Uh, tuning in to the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. Listeners, we will be back again next week with another one of the McGrath team members that uh, is in momentum. We're starting to lead up to Eric as well, Adrian, and Eric is on the 2nd and 3rd of June this year. We've got a number of McGrath speakers, Alex Minton, uh, Dominic Maxwell, Cindy Kennedy, Cindy, yeah. are all speaking at Eric, and we've been very fortunate. We've had Alex 
and we've had Cindy both feature on this podcast. So listeners, go back and listen to their episodes. I can't wait to see them speak because not only are you going to get inspiration at that event, you're going to get some tactical stuff as well. These are agents out there in the field, very much like every single person that's on this podcast doing deals and no better chance to actually see them, listen to them and then connect with them after that event. Absolutely. Tracy, we really appreciate your time. Thanks, gentlemen. It's been great. Yeah, pleasure. And, uh, yeah, please uh, please follow Tracy on all the social platforms and uh, we wish you the best luck for the next 10 plus years. Uh Yeah, thank you. You've got plenty of time to go. You're just getting warmed up as far as we can see. So thanks so much.